Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Anderson Hills Student Ministry Podcast. My name is Kevin Connors. I am the Director of Student Ministries here at Anderson Hills. Excited to join you again today on this Tuesday, September the 20th, for our latest and greatest episode of this podcast. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. Um, On Tuesdays, we typically spend some time reviewing what we learned on Sunday. So if you weren't there, it's a great opportunity to catch up. Maybe you're listening to this on a walk or on a bus ride or uh, just throughout your day. We thank you for joining us. If you were here on Sunday, then this is a great opportunity to be just reminded of the truth that we talked about on Sunday together. A few quick announcements before we dive into uh, scripture and dive into what we learned on Sunday. Um, this coming Sunday, the 25th, Uh, We will be gathering at Altitude Trampoline Park at Anderson Town Center at 5 o'clock for some jumping and some fun together. Uh, Just a couple of reminders about that. I'm sorry, I have allergies. It is that season. I know a number of you out there also are allergy sufferers like me. So if you uh, wonder what's going on with my voice or just feel feel like feels like I'm stuffed up. Well, it because it's because I I am. <laughs> so anyways, uh, we are meeting this coming Sunday, uh, the 25th at Altitude Trampoline Park. The cost to jump is covered by the church. But please bring extra money for food uh, while we are there. We will meet at 5 and stay as late as 7. You're free to come um uh, uh, sorry, leave a little earlier if you want to, uh, but we'll be there from 5 to 7, having some fun together, uh, jumping at Altitude Trampoline Park at Anderson Town Center this Sunday, the 25th. Reminder that we are meeting tomorrow on the 21st for Mob and Herd Mob for middle school from 6.30 to 7.45, Herd for high school from 7.45 to 9. That's a great midweek boost in your faith, gathering together just to have some fun but also be in Scripture. We are spending the fall at Mob and Herd going through the Gospel of Mark. And so join us then. And we are gathering this coming Sunday, the 25th, in the morning at 9.30 and 11 in the Annex for our regular small group gatherings on Sunday mornings. Where will we where we will wrap up and finish our What Would Jesus Do series, which we had this past Sunday, the third week, the second to last week of the series which we will um, dive into here in a second. One other quick reminder is that we have a number of gatherings coming up in October. Um, I'll share more details about those next week as we get closer to October. But of course, if you want to stay plugged in with what's going on in the ministry, be sure to follow us on social media at AHSM Updates on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. We also yeah, have a number of gatherings coming up in October as well, which will be great uh, connection points for everybody and just opportunities to have some fun and be in fellowship. So speaking of um, last Sunday, as we have been, uh, we, uh, have, we're doing our third week of the What Would Jesus Do series. And to review, the first week we talked about how he would love first. First and foremost, he would love first is what Jesus would do. And Last week, we talked about how he would pursue God's will for, um, for his life. This week in the series, we looked at the fact that, or the truth, that Jesus would show up into our mess. What would Jesus do? He would show up in our mess. 
We uh, discussed on uh, Sunday, we asked the question, who has what they would call a clean bedroom and who has what they would call a messy bedroom? Of course, um, that all might be in the eye of the beholder if your bedroom is messy or not. Um, but we use that kind of uh, question to start the discussion about the fact that our life is full of messes, uh, both literal messes, but also messy situations, messy circumstances, messy relationships. Uh, at times, uh, these things might be our own kind of um, fault of decisions we've made that we wish we could take back or words we said. Sometimes these things are, are out of our control. Uh, they just ha- they happen to us and we find ourselves in messes that we didn't ask for or bring about ourselves. But regardless, no matter how they come about and what shape and size they're in, life is full of messes. And the truth we read about today in Scripture is that Jesus shows up in our mess there's no mess too great for our, in our lives that God would say, I, I just, I'm not going to be a part of that. You got to figure that out on your, on your own. No, God is with us. God is with us every step of the way, including, and maybe even more so, in the messiness of life. And so we're going to look at a piece of uh, scripture today, a passage um, from John 4. It is the story about uh, Jesus talking with a Samaritan woman at the well. This is a pretty meaty passage. It's a a heavy passage, meaning there's just a lot to take from it. And so we're going to kind of just jump around it a little bit in in this podcast today because obviously we want to keep um, this more of a review than a fully in-depth study, but also hitting hitting the high points. But just to kind of set the scene, um, you know, back in that time to get water, you had to draw water from a well. They didn't have, you know, the kitchen sink back then, so to speak. And so it was common to go out and and draw water early in the morning. Well, in this particular situation, a Samaritan woman is showing up at the well around noon, which is a little odd because it's a hotter part of the day and typically most people have already gotten their water. And she comes to draw water and she runs into Jesus. Jesus is there. And so we're going to start reading and we'll pause at times to discuss um, each verse or so. So this is John 4, starting with verse 7. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? And the Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. So let's pause there for a second. Just I want to highlight that there is a massive cultural boundary that Jesus um, kind of broke through to even have the openings of this conversation. Um, Samaritans and Jews did not associate, did not talk to one another. And so Jesus is upending the kind of societal norm at the time to even address her um, in many more ways than in just this. Um, but, but this one is the one that's highlighted uh, or noted in Scripture. And so that's just interesting right off, right off the bat that Jesus is seeking to, you know, have dialogue and, and be with this person that society says um, he really shouldn't be. So this will pick up in verse 10 now. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would give given you living water. So Jesus asked, first asked, this, we'll pause here again. Jesus asked for water. And she says, why are you even talking to me? And then she, he replies, Well, if you knew exactly who was asking you for a drink, you would in turn ask for a drink of living water. Verse 11, 
Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? So she's thinking still about the well and about the fact that you know Jesus doesn't have a bucket to draw with. And she's like, you know, what exactly is this living water that he is talking about? You see, he's not talking about water in the sense of the water you get from the well. He's talking about living water, um, something distinctly different. And so this conversation continues in verse 13. Jesus answered, whoever drinks this water, meaning the water from the well, will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. So Jesus is talking about something much deeper again than water. He's talking about eternal life. He's talking about um, salvation. He's talking about having a, a spring within you that always bubbles up uh, for eternity. Um, obviously, uh, through him, through his um, eventual death on the cross and, and, and following him and trusting him. And the woman's response is still kind of tied up in regular water. She's like, well, that'd be great. I don't want to come to this well anymore. Can I have this water? And so he responds in verse 16, go, call your husband and come back. And she replies, I have no husband. Jesus says to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have five husbands and the man you have now is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. So now the, the conversation shifts to this woman and her life. And the reality is um, her life is a mess. <laughs> her life is, did not, is not going the way she had hoped. Through circumstances, whether through um, divorce or being widowed, she um, has had five husbands. And the person she's with now isn't even her husband. And so um, her life is, is a mess. And Jesus um, is able to tell her this because Jesus knows this and Jesus is God. And um, her response is that, you know, Jesus is a prophet. Um, that's her initial response. And, but what's interesting is they continue the dialogue back and forth. And they're talking about where people must worship or not worship. But eventually it comes to um, kind of a climatic point in verse 25. And the woman said, I know that the Messiah called Christ is coming, and when he comes, he will explain everything to us. And Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. And so in that moment, Jesus reveals who exactly he is. He is the Messiah. He is the Christ that she speaks about and is waiting for and is hoping for, and that will reveal everything, just as he's revealed everything about her life uh, to her. And in this moment, she is, her life is transformed. She has met Jesus. And really, this is one of the first instances where Jesus actually reveals his identity and who he is to somebody. He has decided that the Samaritan woman at the well, somebody he, by cultural standards, shouldn't even be associating with, and really, who probably has been rejected by the wider culture around her because of her life circumstances. And Jesus is saying, Jesus is showing up in her life in her mess, to give her living water, to tell her that she um, is loved and accepted um, by him um, and that 
um, she can find that living water in him, that same living water that's um, available to us through Jesus. And so it's just a great truth today. It's a great truth to know that Jesus um, shows up in our mess. No matter the, what culture says, no matter what life circumstances are, no matter what we've done, there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. There's nothing in which Jesus won't um, enter into our lives and, and, and be there for us, to wrap his arms around us, to give us that living water that refreshes our souls, that um, cleanses us and sets us free. Jesus wants to show up in our mess. And so part of that invitation is when our life is a mess and one of our defaults is to try and fix it or try and mitigate the damage or maybe even just run away and get away from the mess, Jesus um, invites us here to seek him, to pray, to seek scripture, to seek God's guidance in the mess, knowing he is there with us. So I want to pray for us to close uh, today as we think about all of this in our lives. Lord God, we give you thanks. Give you thanks for this time together. I thank you for each person listening today, that God, you would um, continue to speak to us as we go through this series. Today is, uh, today's kind of answer to the question, what would Jesus do, is impactful because ultimately we all know that um, there, our lives are a mess, especially in our culture, which encourages us and even tells us to have it all together, to piece it all together, that we can't on our own strength, that there are um, just our times and situations where we, it's a mess. But God, you are there. You are there in the midst of the mess. You are there in the midst of the chaos, holding it all together, but also there to show us your love, to remind us of that living water that you provide, where we, um, God, I just seek you and, and, and know your love for us. And so we thank you for that. And I pray for each person that we can think about a mess in our lives right now, um, whether big or small or um, whatever it may be, there's a mess. And maybe, maybe it's a, a, situ a situation or circumstance, God, that we haven't fully given over to you yet. And so I pray that for each person listening, that we would uh, consider that, consider that mess, consider that situation and give it to you and God, ask for, for your guidance in it, for your resolution in it, for God, your peace to transcend um, all of the feelings that can come with it. To know that when we uh, may be rejected, that you are there with us, just as you were with this woman at the well. We give you thanks and praise for this truth today. And we give you thanks and praise for uh, this time to be in your scripture. Help us to pursue you in all things this week ahead. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you all for listening. And I encourage you to, uh, once again, join us uh, Wednesday, join us Sunday, both in the morning and the evening at the Altitude Trampoline Park. And um, in the meantime, keep pursuing him in all you do. And know that no matter what mess we find ourselves in, Jesus is there.
Thanks for listening.